With the Flame Skull defeated again and again, our duo can finally start to make sense of what is going on in this dungeon and hopefully track down their next dragon soul. Where is that dastardly thing? What's going on with that furnace? And would this dungeon make any more sense if Octavia had gone through sequentially? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello everyone and welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, my spouse, and a die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in Mawir, a continent that has been ravaged by a war against monsters for 15 years. Well, we'll talk about your level up in just a sec. I just want to remind the listeners to submit crit cards for us. Mm -hmm. We're recording this episode directly after we recorded the last one. So Mm -hmm. hopefully, hopefully we've gotten some by the time this airs (laughs) and hopefully we'll have them ready to go for the next Mm. episode. That'd be so fun. But we will see. It all depends on you. You can, only you can defeat boring criticals by sending us your crit cards. That is criticals and crit fails, nat ones or nat twenties, natty ones, natural ones, and twenties. Hey everybody, future Austin popping in here again to update you on the crit cards. Since our last episode aired, we have started to get a handful of crit cards and crit fail cards rolling in, so thank you so much and please keep them coming. I've liked what I have read so far. As a reminder, the two ways to get these ideas to us are one, go to our website, me, my spouse, and a die.com. There will be a page there up at the top. For crit card submission, click on that, fill out the form, easy peasy. If you don't want to do that, you can simply email your ideas to us at memyspouseandadie at gmail.com. Just put in the header something like crit card, crit fail card, crit card submission. We'll get the idea. Thanks. So email those to us at memyspouseandadie at gmail.com with the subject line critical, critical card, critical hit, crit something. So that we know what you're talking about. And maybe you, yes you, could find your own name being broadcast to the dozens of people who listen to this <laughs> podcast. Also, if you want to make it more than dozens, tell your friends. But yeah, so so get get those coming. I'm looking forward to it. Don't disappoint me. You leveled up. Yeah, so I leveled up. I am now a level six Circle of the Moon Druid. Carhoon also leveled up. He is now a level six warrior sidekick and the biggest thing for octavia besides getting some sweet new spells is she can now wild shape into cr two beasts two beasts two beasties so that opens up a whole new range of creatures that she can gain access to with different abilities um and strengths and weaknesses so that's really cool Mm -hmm. you have more spells i have more spell slots now Cool, 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 cool. And technically, I can prepare more spells because yes. I love that. So you're all you're all leveled up. Got mm-hmm. some hit points. Got some spells. Got some critters. So level six. Here we go. All right. Yeah. Don't love undead things. So mm. I'm I'm super I'm super loving this this little inverted mine shaft of mm-hmm. undead loveliness. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. So. I know it's 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 interesting and I'm just really curious to see like you know who built this what was that whole scoop and I probably won't ever find out but you never know I, you, you never know type of thing so it's, it's just a curious you know curious little contraptions down here indeed mm-hmm. so when we last left off you had finally dispelled the rejuvenating flame skull mm-hmm. I was really excited to put that in because I was like I'm gonna kill it not gonna care she's not gonna pay any mind and then it's gonna show up and attack again and she'll be like ah it's gonna be great <laughs> that was exactly how it played out so you were very foresaw- so <laughs> I'm, I'm glad i i had that that was fun mm-hmm. 
but you just dispelled the magic that was keeping it alive mm -hmm. or unalive ah. or however you want to say it. So you're back on this first floor with this giant icy pillar encasing a hag, three headless skeletons in uh, elven wizarding robes scattered about who did battle with this hag. You've got some pipes and pipe work coming up from the floors. You've explored this floor and the very bottom floor of this compound mm -hmm. so far. There are two floors in between, and you still have some rooms yet to be explored on the bottom floor. Mm -hmm. So this place is your oyster, and what are you going to do? Cook some scallops. You don't have to. <laughs> uh, well... You know, after after having dispelled that magic on the on the flame skull and uh, feeling just slightly more powerful after it somehow, um, Octavia is going to turn to Carhoon and be like, "Well, I think that we should probably finish what we started down there on that first or, or the lowest level and continue working our way back up." Does that sound good to you? That sounds good to me. All right, let's head on down there. So we'll head down to that lowest level again. Okay. To remind the listeners, hallway, two doors on either side. She's explored half of them. Uh, one was an alchemy lab in which there was a white lurking in the corners. One was a necromantic operating room with an ogre zombie still crunchy and kicking whose body is still hanging in the hallway. Yep. <laughs> the other two side, the the other two rooms on the other side of the hallway, one of which you could not see through the keyhole mm -hmm. to get an idea of what it was, and the other one looked to be some sort of bedroom. And then there's this large stone door sitting at the very end of the hallway, which you've tried and found was locked. And we looked through that keyhole too, and that seemed to be a library. Is that right? You saw some sort of a library. Okay. Well, to be methodical, we will go to the door of the room that we were able to see looked like a bedroom. Mm -hmm. And we will check it for traps. Roll a perception check. A juicy old 10 to start us off. You don't detect any traps. Can Carhoon roll too? Sure. He rolls a 19, because he's just better at everything. Mm -hmm. Carhoon does not detect any traps. All right. Well, we will open the door to the bedroom. You know, Octavia will look over her shoulder at Carhoon and kind of on a beat of like, you know, she'll nod and be count down and be like, one, two, three, and then open the door. So you, you try to open the door. Mm -hmm. uh, you find it's not opening. Oh, the door into the bedroom? Mm -hmm. Is it because it seems like the, there's something in front of the door or like the knob isn't moving? You're... You're not sure if the door is just like jammed or blocked or locked or what, but it's not, it's not really, handle's not really turning, door doesn't seem to be budging. Hmm. Well, we will go to that other door then, that door that we were not, that was just kind of like utter darkness. Mm -hmm. And again, Octavia will kind of motion for Carhoon to come to it and be like, well, potentially if we can't get in there and there's something unpleasant in there, it can't get out us quite yet so we might as well try this door and see what happens first that's true so they will then try the door well they'll do a perception check on the door leading to the dark room octavia rolls a 24 mm -hmm. you don't detect any traps okay sounds good uh sounds good um and so she will cautiously swing that door open the handle turns of this door, uh, but you cannot open it. It feels like there's something just blocking the other side. Okay. Well, Octavia will be like, I, I don't think it's locked, but maybe we should just try pushing it open. Do you think you could help with that? And she'll kind of gesture to Carcoon with his greater strength to try to push right. it open. Sure. So should he roll a, just a strength check? Roll a strength check. 15. 15. Uh, he can't get it to budge. It just feels like there's something blocking Huh. It's like the whole door. Do you think that people were trapped down here when this, when these creatures got loose? Because if these doors are blocked from the inside, I mean, maybe something happened, an accident happened, and the original inhabitants got trapped in these rooms. Maybe. 
Your guess is as good as mine. Hmm. And we didn't find any sort of keys in the two rooms that were open, right? You found no keys. Okay. Can Carcoon try a strength to shove open the door that led into the bedroom? He can try. He will do so. 20 non-natural. 20 non-natural. Uh, he pushes his weight into it. He can feel it sort of flex a little bit, but it, it doesn't open. It doesn't break down. Uh, he says, I, this door might be able to be gotten through, uh, but I, I I don't know if just me alone is going to be able to do it. Okay. Well, I guess that kind of impedes our progress down here, and so let's go up a floor and maybe there'll be something up there that can either will either has the key to get into this door or you know maybe the soul is on one of the other floors sure all right so we will go up the stairs Mm -hmm. to the second to lowest level and that's the one that had the weird metal contraption right had the metal contraption in it okay so there's a circular room metal contraption in the middle Mm mm-hmm and what other doorways are leading out of this room? You weren't able to see just by looking. You would have to actually go in and check. Are you actually going in to explore this room? We will stand at the doorway and just... Um... That's what you did. Oh, okay. You got all the information you could just from standing at the doorway. Oh, okay. Um, well, Octavia will cast light on her staff. Okay. Ooh, what color? Um, It's a nice warm iridescent. Not... Is that what I said last it time? Is. That's my favorite. That's my favorite color of light <laughs> because it's like nice and warm. You can make any color magic light. It's a nice warm iridescent light bulb. Well, I mean, if she... nothing wrong with that, that's fine. <laughs> it's it's already creepy enough in here. It's not like she's want, she's not like red strobe lights, you know, because it's already creepy down here. She doesn't want to add it to make it creepier by having it be like red light or like red is easy on the eyes though that's true so maybe it'll be warm with a tinge of red which is also my favorite color so that's perfect okay staff lights up Mm -hmm. what now can i do like can i see anything else now that there's bright light in here it's on your staff right but i can like but before there was no light you can i mean you can see with a little bit more clarity the area directly around you okay how big can i tell how big this room is it's the same size as the top the first one okay yeah octavia will cautiously take a step in okay no you're fine (laughs) Uh, you find yourself in another large central hub about 55 feet in diameter if i'm remembering correctly okay in the center of it there's a large piece of metallic machinery there's a pipe leading from the floor above into it. Oh, okay. And then a pipe leading out of it going back into the ceiling sort of on the other side. It's got like a, it's full of metal and gears and doodads and whatchamacallits and whiz bangs and (laughs) that sort of thing and it's sort of frozen over in little patches and pockets of ice. Okay. Do I see any other doorways? Behind it, there's not, it's not necessarily a doorway, but there's a little, like, chamber in the back behind the machinery. Okay. More like a nook type of thing as yeah, opposed kind of. to, like, another whole separate room. Mm-hmm. And that's the only other area? Yep. Okay. Octavia will approach that alcove. In the alcove, you see there's a small workbench with some odd-looking tools and, you know, hammers, wrenches, mm-hmm. mundane-looking sort of things. Next to those, they're the, the most interesting thing on this bench. It looks like a, a shard of, like, crystal or something. It's about the size, a couple inches long, you know. So, maybe half a foot long. Huh. Looks important. <laughs> really? And... There's a, a small notebook next to Ooh, it. Okay. Um, Octavia is going to, you know, stage whisper over to Carhoon. This, I think there's something important over here, but there doesn't seem to be any other hallways leading off of this room. And he'll like pl- come over type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, and so Octavia will take a step closer to this workbench and then just kind of do a perception check on it to see 
if anything is, you know, booby-trapped or is other than it seems from just a cursory glance. Mm-hmm. 17? Nope. Okay. Can I do an arcana check on the crystal? Sure. To see if it is emanating any sort of magic. Um, And Carhoon is going to do that as well. Octavia rolls a 13. Okay. And Carhoon rolls a 22. Okay. You're not sure. It looks vaguely magical to you. Yeah. Uh, Karun looks at it and says, I don't know exactly what this is. It's definitely, I don't know that it's inherently magical, but it looks like some sort of storage for some kind of energy. Oh, interesting. So, like, do you think you could store, like, spells in here? I'm not sure about spells exactly. Okay, but more just, like... You know. Oh, hey, there's a notebook. Maybe that tells us what it is. Hey, I was just con- just conversing, um, <laughs> and then uh, they will uh, Octavia will uh, pick up that notebook there then as well. Okay, you pick up the notebook. It bites your hand off. No, kidding. <laughs> you die instantly. You die instantly. <laughs> you pick up the book, flip through it. And you see it's some technical illustrations and writing in uh, Elvish, which I always forget if you read, but I think you do. Yep. And you see some notes scribbled about it in a language that looks to be draconic. Mm. And paging through it, you find a diagram that looks similar to this crystal that you have picked up. Does the handwriting of the Draconic and the Elvish look like the same as we found on the floor below? It looks similar. It's hard to tell exactly. But uh, within this notebook on this page, it gives some description and and details about what this crystalline thing is. Mm-hmm. And over the course of a few minutes, you guys page through and find out that, yeah, it looks like it's some sort of arcane power source uh, that is used to power the machinery in the center of the room that mm. periodically needs charged from, it talks about, an arcane ley line on the bottom of this facility. Oh. You would guess this current crystal you have is empty and would need it recharged in order to power whatever machinery is in the center of the room. Okay. And can Carhoon decipher the draconic notes? Uh, They're mostly just mechanical notes about it. Various like, you hit this thing twice with a wrench to get it to work. Okay. Just little. Set it to 355 as opposed to 320. Yeah, that sort of thing. Okay. Uh, So nothing terribly groundbreaking, just clarifications and notes and things like that. Okay. Can we tell from the writing, like, was the Elvish a lot older and then the Draconic notes were much newer? Is there anything, like, with the ink's age that we can tell? You can roll investigation. Octavia rolls a natural 20 for a 19. (laughs) 19. And Carhoon rolls a natural one. For a total of four. <laughs> Carhoon doesn't know. You would guess, you can't tell exact time frames, but yeah, it looks like the Draconic is a newer edition. Okay, okay. Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in the writings that seems to indicate what this machine does? So flipping through a bit more, you find another section. Okay. That, yeah, gives a bit of more details. You find some diagrams of... Something that looks like this machine in the center of the room. It seems to be some sort of air pump that circulates air from the surface through it and back up into what you've already heard reference to, the furnace. So it takes air from the surface into the furnace. Mm -hmm. Does looking at that past writing that we got downstairs seem to, like, with reading them in conjunction... Tell us anything additional, because the writings downstairs talked about, you know, like fire breath igniting this furnace. 
Nothing. No, not really. Is this also written like in a very old dialect of Elvish? Kind of like... Yeah, pretty old. Basically first Elvish type of mm-hmm. thing. Okay. Can I roll an investigation check on the... Just on the pump, see if there's anything else interesting that's caught in the ice or something? Sure. Six. You can't tell much. You do see that some parts of this machinery appear to be broken. Mm. There's a couple cracked gears and some, like, arms that are bent and broken. Uh, not a ton. Uh, enough that it would be fixable if if it needed to be fixed. Uh, but it doesn't look 100% functional right now. Okay. Does that seem to be because of the ice or because, like, somebody was, like, you know, trying to make it work and... With a six, you can't tell. Yeah, okay. (laughs) You just know it's broken, and I will tell you, looking at this ice up close, it doesn't seem to be the same sort of ice that's encasing the hand. Okay, so normal ice as opposed to that magical (laughs) ice. Okay. Well, um, Octavia will put that notebook in her bag along with that crystalline shard, Mm -hmm. and... Probably a good goal. Turning to Carhoon will be like, well, I mean... Again, this is a little bit of a dead end in here, so shall we go upstairs? And I remember, I think we saw some more doorways in that regard, so kind of... At least there's nothing in here that's seeming to attack us, so we've got our backs covered. That's true. So they will head up the stairs and go to the second from the top floor. All right, second from the top floor. Come back up, and just looking from the doorway, it's a similar setup. Large circular shaped room some stone structure standing in the center you see some pipes running to and fro and you can just barely make out a few doors on the far wall okay octavia will cautiously take a step in okay um and she's gonna you die (laughs) Uh, she's going to approach the stone thing in the center okay you approach the stone thing in the center and based on everything you've read, you would guess this is the furnace okay. because it looks like a giant stone furnace. Okay. You see a pipe that's leading from the roof next to the furnace that stretches down into the floor. You would guess this would be the air intake for the air pump below. Mm-hmm. You see a pipe that leads up from the the bottom floor into the furnace, which seems to be the pump's air output. Mm-hmm. And then you see a pump that leads like or a, a, a pipe that leads out of the top of the furnace into the floor above, which would seem to be circulating the heat. Okay. And that would probably be that broken mm-hmm. pipe that we That's saw. That's what you would guess. Okay. It's a large stone, just like maw. There's like a, a few frozen bits of ash in the, in the bottom of it, uh, but it's currently empty, obviously unlit. Does it seem to be like a furnace for heating this place? Does it seem like a furnace for working metal or... It seems to be a heat furnace. A heat furnace. And as Octavia's taking this step closer into the middle of the room, can she see the doors and or hallways more clearly now? So along the back curve of the circular room, opposite of the stairwell that you came in from, mm-hmm. you see four doors. Doop, doop, doop. Metal, or sorry, wooden doors. Three of them look generally just sort of broken, maybe forcefully broken, maybe just worn down over the years. And one of them seems intact and shut. Okay. And the broken ones, are they like super broken down? Like, could I peek through them type of thing? They're intact. They're more or less closed, but like chunks are missing and it doesn't seem like the latches that would latch a door are operational. Okay. Octavia is going to put her finger up to her lips to kind of you know indicate quiet and she is going to stealth over from the furnace to the first of those four doors on the left i guess i should ask first which of those four doors is the intact door second from the left so octavia is going to stealth up to the first door on the left okay roll Um, a stealth check 20, non natural. Okay. Um, Carhoon is going to come up with her. Roll a stealth check. 
Natural 20 for a total of 22. You two are very stealthy. Very stealthy for when I'm sure it's really important. And um, Octavia is going to try to find, you know, one of the cracks in the door or Mm -hmm. one of the gouges out of it and peer through. Okay. You peer through. You're not getting a ton of light. A little bit of bleed through from your staff Mm -hmm. on this side. It looks to be some sort of tool shed. You can see little reflective bits of metal and another sort of workbench, but without going in, that's a, that's all you can really see. Okay. And then skipping over the second door from the left, mm-hmm. we'll go to the third door from the left. Okay. And also peer through. So, third door. Mm-hmm. Peer through. Yes. You see some barrels okay. inside. It looks like some sort of storeroom. Do they look like food barrels or like... You cannot tell without going in. And then we will take a peer at that fourth door, the one furthest on the right. Okay. Here you see almost what looks to be like a stable or something. Mm. There's little like stalls that line this room. It goes a bit deeper than the other ones. Harkening back to that bedroom area that's on the deepest floor. Mm-hmm. Was that a kind of barracks for cult- a couple people or was it like for one person? Couldn't really Couldn't tell. Couldn't really tell. You only saw like one bed. Okay, but it could have been a bigger room. It could have been a bigger room. Okay. Is there a keyhole on that second door that's fully intact? Not big enough to look through. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is okay, this is interesting. Well, I mean, there's there's nothing calling out, you know, Something magical is here. You know, find the thing that you're looking for in this room. So I think that we just go through and open the doors one by one and take a look. Go for it. Um, And so Octavia, still being stealthy, is going to open, go back and open that first door on the left. The Uh tool shed. Okay. It opens. Anything happen? Nothing jumps out of you. Okay. Now that she has, you know, the light on her staff. Mm -hmm. Um... You know, what else does she... Can she do a better investigation check, perception check in here? Yeah. So you see a tool shed. You see frosted over gears. You see bits of scrap metal. You see some wrenches, pry bars, shovels, some other tools. But roll out perception. Okay. 19. So first thing you can tell, this looks like spare... Some of these gears and whatnot look spare partage for the the pump Mm -hmm, downstairs. mm -hmm. As you're going through and checking out some of the tools, you find one that looks a bit more special than the others. It's a small handheld sledgehammer. Okay. Uh, that seems quasi magical. Can I do an arcana check on it? Yes. And then uh, Octavia will be like, Carhoon, I, I found this thing and it seems to be just, you know, seems to be more special. It seems to be more magical than those other things. Oh, let's take a look. Octavia rolled a natural 20. Okay. And Carhoon. You, you don't need to roll again. <laughs> Actually, it's a total of 19 because you oh, guys have okay. a negative roll one. Roll again. So. Carhoon rolled a 23. <laughs> uh, you both recognize that this is a little sledgehammer made of adamantine. Oh, wow. Which. Uh, adamantine is a special metal, ultra hard metal. Right. That is good at breaking objects. <laughs> so whenever an adamantine weapon or piece of ammunition hits an object, the hit is a critical hit. So it's good at breaking stuff. Huh. Could I? Use, could one of us use this like as a weapon? You could. It would just count as a war hammer. Okay. Or maybe a light hammer. One of the smaller hammers. But with the adamantine property. Okay. So what does it like automatically crit when it hits things? When it hits an object. When it hits an object. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you want to bust a crate? Boom. Want to break a window? Boom. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. Want to take down a wall? It still might take a whip, but. Okay. Okay. Does Octavia see any gears that she remembers could be used to fix the gears that were broken from downstairs? Yeah, you see, you see some that could probably replace the broken parts you found. Are they big? How big are they? I mean, they're they're pretty big. They're probably the size of like a dinner plate. Oh, okay. But they're not like too big 
that like you could car tire. Carry. Yeah. Okay. But probably she wouldn't just want to be lugging log- them around as she's. Well, how heavy are they? I mean, they're they're heavy, but they're not like crazy know. heavy. Yeah. Okay. Well, she might ask Carhoon to carry Take them. <laughs> Carhoon, please carry my burden. <laughs> Carhoon, please carry my burdens. <laughs> I was like doing Carhoon's voice. I know. I was like, wait, 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 what am I doing? (laughs) Yeah, he he can can grab the gears and scrap pieces and whatnot, sure. Sounds good, okay. And how big is this little shed room? This room? Maybe about 10 feet wide and 15 feet deep. Okay. Well, going in, uh, going just next in line, they will try to open that second door. Uh, you try to open it, it is locked. We hit it with the sledgehammer. Stealthily. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> Roll an attack. Okay. What do I add? Just, what's the d20 say? Okay. Nine? Yeah, with Karun's strength, you can hit okay. that, I'm sure. Just like, dink, right on the handle. <laughs> Critical. Yeah, um, I'm not even going to make you roll damage. I'll say, yeah, he can bust uh, the the knob off yeah. so that you can swing it open uh, if you would like. Yes, we would. Do, do those doors swing in or out? Out. Okay, so towards us. Sure. Sounds good. That's the way a normal closet does, like, in a room yeah, or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right, so the door swings open. Okay. Give me one second. Oh, no. Oh, no. Always. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your passive perception? Because I've been doing surprise wrong. Fifteen. What's Carhoon's? Oh, it doesn't matter. It rolled a three. Uh, so you the door swings open, and as it just gives a little way, something that looks like maybe a five-foot-long centipede <gasps> with, like, blue skin and big old beady eyes and little pointy antennas comes rushing out over at the door atop of you. Roll for initiative. Ah, gross! Alright. Octavia rolls a five. And Carhoon rolls a thirteen. Okay, I have drawn the map. You see before you what you... I'm just gonna say it because sometimes it gets tiring trying not to say the name of the monster. Uh, you recognize this as a young Remoras. <gasps> oh my gosh! Would I? And I would know that enough. I mean, I am a druid. Yeah, I'll say okay. that, that's why I told you. You know what? You'll, you you know its name. You're not sure much about it though. Oh my gosh! Okay. All right, Carhoon is up first, top of the round. What's he do? Um, and this thing is seeming aggressive. Or is it just seeming to be it's trying lunging to... out of the door at the two of you? Right, but is it trying? Is it like a... uh, it's a bug? It's hard to read. Okay, well, um, his proclivity would be just to swing at it with his axes, and so that is what he is going to do. Twenty something to hit. Yep. Okay. <laughs> like, do I need to do all the math to see exactly what the twenty was? Sixteen slashing. Uh, as Carhoon hits it. It almost like bursts a little gout of intense heat at him. He heat. Car- Carhoon takes ten points of fire damage. What? Okay. Oh my gosh. So he can take another hit if he wants. No, I think he's going to. He can't disengage now, can he? He cannot disengage, but he can leave and hope this thing doesn't bite. Yeah, he'll move away. Okay. This thing is gonna lunge forward and try to take an attack of opportunity. That's a miss. That's an 11, nice. I believe. Nice. Miss. Yes. Curses. <laughs> All right. It's your turn. You saw what it just did to Carhoon. Am I... Would I be adjacent to it since I opened the door? Or would I be like five feet away? You would be... I mean, you'd probably be adjacent to it. Okay. Yeah. And I, I would have seen what it just did to Carhoon. Yes. Octavia is going to lift up her hand and... From each of her fingertips, a little starts streaming out, and some noxious gas oozes out of her body and twines around this 
Remoraz. Please make a constitution saving throw. 19. That is a success. Yep. So you will not take any of this damage. Nope. And then Octavia is going to move away. And unless it has some sort of Oh, you're right. Yep. It used its reaction. reaction good call. Good call. Thank good you. Call. It is the Remoraz's turn, which is going to run towards Carhoon. Okay. Because Carhoon did damage to it. A big old whopper. Squish. It might not. It's going to take difficult terrain mm-hmm. getting through the door. It's a bit squishy. How did it get in there? It's not going to. You see it disappear and burrow into the ice and pop up right in front of Carhoon. Wait, into what ice? The stone. It burrows into the stone. It can burrow into stone as yep. well as ice? Yeah, it's got a burrow speed. Oh my gosh. But wouldn't it fall through the ceiling down below? I mean, it's These not like... Are, well, there's like 30, 40 feet between. Oh, that's true. The ceilings are only like 10 feet tall. That's true. Just burrow true. goes through stone. Or is it just dirt? It might just be dirt. I thought it was like loose earth. Oh, yeah. I don't think it can burrow through solid stone. Okay. Yay for us. Okay, so it'll <laughs> get up uh, within five feet of okay. Carhoon. Shall I move you? Yep. Again, I need one of those sticks with the little little movie thing at the end. It skitters along on its un- innumerable legs. Ugh. Gross. Is it, what's this bot? Does it, and it has like antenna, kind of like a centipede? That's what it looks like. Oh, it's kind of cute. But little and vicious. Oh, I do think most ca- creatures are cute, though. You so. do. It's Carhoon's turn. Actually, it's just going to use its action to double move and get right up on it. Okay. So it's not going to be able to attack, but it's going to move up all the way. It's going to dash. Okay. Carhoon's turn. So it dealt fire damage to mm-hmm. Carhoon, right? Yep. Okay. And when he hit him with a, a melee mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Does, would that seem to be the same if it were like a touch spell or like... You're not sure. Okay. Carhoon's going to reach out his hand mm-hmm. and z- little zizzles of lightning mm-hmm. are going to dance between his fingertips and he's going to cast Shocking Grasp okay. on the Remoraz. Okay. Is that an attack roll? Yes. Oh, for a natural one! Okay, Carhoon does take another 10 points of fire damage. Oh, jeez Louise. Been okay. rolling good on my on my dice. Okay. And then he is going to try to get out of this way. <laughs> better hope I don't roll well. Is he running? Well, he doesn't look super good. No, he's going to stay put, except he's going to use his second wind. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Carhoon steals himself feels against this opponent. Feels a lot better. Feels much better. And we come to your turn. Okay. So I have kind of hidden behind um, this this furnace here in the middle of the room. And I am going to peek out. And I am going to cast... Remove Remora. I wish. I cast win this fight. Yeah, I'm going to move around and I'm going to cast poison spray again. Okay, you're going to have to get up pretty close to it. All, All right, right so make another con save for up. me. 18 on the die. Okay. Um, I am going to retreat. Use the rest of my movement to move back around <laughs> the furnace. Abandoning Carhoon. Um, it was about to get bitten. As it is the Remoraz's turn, oh, we'll dear. see if it hits. Okay. I'm rolling good on my saves, but bad on my attacks. That's a 10 total, and oh. you're real lucky this thing is missing. Yeah, this thing is no joke, so thankfully that is a miss. It does a lot of damage on yeah. a bite. All right, so it slashes out, misses, and we come to Carhoon's turn. Okay, he's going to disengage and okay. move around the furnace as well. Okay backs away defensively and repositions himself next to you. So Carhoon does that, Um, and now it's your turn. Okay. I, again, (laughs) peek out from around the side of this furnace, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to cast a spell underneath you. Okay. And some gripping and grasping vines are grow out of the stone from underneath you and they wrap around your legs. Alright. You need to make a straight saving throw, please. Not strong at all. 
17. Do you need to make it multiple times because you're in so many squares of the terrain? No. <laughs> nope. I was just curious, you know. No. Well, the ter- terrain underneath you and all around you is difficult terrain. Okay, well, you have prevented it from reaching you and attacking you next round, so that's not insignificant. So it's its turn, and it is going to... Yeah, it's going to chase Carhoon. So it gets up to Carhoon. It does not attack, though, because it cannot. So your entangle did do that much. As we come back to... Carhoon's turn. Carhoon's turn. Does Carhoon have any ranged weapons? He does, but if he is... He's adjacent right now. Right. So, I mean, he can't disengage and use his range. Right. Would, seeing how he's gotten this fire damage twice before, would he... Would using that ranged weapon, um, even obviously it's not great when people are adjacent to you, but would that make a difference with kind of the fire coming out of the Remoraz? Uh, yeah, using a ranged weapon would not Okay. make him take that damage. Okay, 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 okay. And what is it when you use a ranged weapon for someone who's adjacent? Disadvantage. disadvantage. Well, it's disadvantage when an enemy is next to you with ranged. Okay. Regardless of the target. Could also dodge if he just wants to interpose in between you and this thing for you to try to you say he could try to grapple that'd be crazy i don't know how that would help actually he'd also get burned if he tried to grapple exactly i think yeah he's going to dodge so he's going to hunker down and kind of you know put his great axe up and take take this defensive stance and interpose himself in between octavia and the remoraz okay um, you know, and Octavia, like, seeing this is going to, like... That's her turn next, right, actually? It is. Um, is <laughs> Octavia, seeing this is going to back up a little bit even more. Mm-hmm. Hold person wouldn't work on something like this, right? Because it's person, not creature. Correct. <laughs> Hold monster is a thing. Yeah. All my things are saves, and you've been rolling so well with saves. It's true. Octavia sees the... You know, sees Carhoon, you know, hunkering down in between her and this this wild creature that just, you know, like hurts you by even touching it, and is so far like you know escaped any anything that she has thrown its way, and so she is going to kind of reach out with her mind, uh, making making a connection to the Feywild and remembering the little connections to some of the wee beasties there that she's had before. At her side, pop up Benji and Hadrosaur. And she looks down at them and she's like, I'm sorry, friends. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what you must do. And they're like, I don't know, I can't make a tiger sound. And they pad on their soft massive paws over to this giant beast and leap at its throat. Alright. Okay. So I summon them almost all the way across the room that Octavia is and as they blink into existence, Octavia's like charge him! And they pounce rushing towards this Remoraz. Alright. Benji rolls a natural 20. Good job, Benji! Woo! Benji! All Benji boy. righty. And so that will be yay, natural 20! This will be 2d8 from Benji. 7 slashing damage. Um, also make a strength saving throw for me. 11. You are knocked prone. Alright. First, Benji takes... Eight points of fire damage. Okay. As he knocks this thing prone. So basically, it flips on its back and all, like, 80 of its legs are just twitching. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then Benji, because it's now prone, can make a bonus fight attack. Oh, cool. Mm. But he has advantage because it's prone, right? Yeah. It's melee prone. Oh, well, that's a seven and a one. So 12 to hit. 12 is a meal. Uh, okay. 
Well, Hadrosaur, being inspired by his comrade, is also going to lunge forward with a bite attack. Okay. And it's still prone, right? Still prone, so you have advantage. Okay. Oh, 19. So close. 19 is a hit, though. Awesome. All right. Eight piercing. Uh, Hadrosaur takes a seven fire. But you're finally getting some damage getting done. Some, getting some damage done. Getting some damage done. And now... All right. It is the Remoraz's turn. Okay. It sees Carhoon there looking defensive. Mm-hmm. And then it just got bit by two tigers. It's also prone. It's also prone. So it's going to use half of its movement to unprone itself. Flips itself over. And then it is going to... It's not super smart, uh, so I think <laughs> it's just going to attack the tigers who most recently okay. dealt damage to it. So it's going to attack Hadrosaur. Okay. Oh no. I rolled a natural 20. Oh no! Hadrosaur's probably gone. Oh no, bye-bye Hadrosaur, I'm <laughs> so sorry! Better to happen to Hadrosaur exactly. than Carhoon, because Carhoon also might have been gone. Yeah! Okay. Ooh. Oh my gosh, this is no joke. He's still counting. <laughs> He's still rolling and counting. Hadrosaur takes 36 points of piercing damage. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and three points of... Oh wait, no, that would be doubled because it's great. And nine points of fire damage. Yeah, he's gone. Hadrosaur blinks out of existence and Benji's like... Oh. <laughs> oh. But your the, My beautiful the, boys But the crit was spared from oh. one of you. Oh man. Because that would have been bad news. That would news. have been very, very bad news bears. Very bad, bad news tigers. Bad, bad oh. news tigers. Jeez. So Whew. it comes back to Carhoon's turn. Okay. Who's still standing there? This thing's taking some hits, but it's still looking okay. Yeah. Carhoon really does not want to get hit directly by this thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> Probably fair. So he is going to move. He's going to disengage and move. I mean, I think he feels a little bad, but I mean, got to do what he got to do. I'm <laughs> just imagining him like he's basically been running in circles this whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Getting my steps in. All right. Carhoon disengages, runs away. Yeah, interposes the uh, furnace in between himself and the Remoraz. Mm-hmm. And now it's your turn. Okay. Why don't you make another con saving throw? Okay, maybe my luck will run maybe, out. yeah. Nope. Uh, 15? Oh. Is that exactly it? Just made it. Yeah. Just made it. All right. Um, Octavius is also going to move she and... Cast poison spray. Yeah, I cast, again. I cast poison spray again. Um, she is going to move and again um, interpose this furnace in between herself and the Remoraz. And um, Benji is going to attack this creature again. Okay. Mom, Benji. Benji, Benji, Benji. For a natural two, for a total of seven to hit. Yeah, it's gonna miss. That will be all that I can do at this point. Okay. Remoraz's turn. Okay. It wheels to the other tiger. Mm. And is going to try to attack. I'm so sorry, Benji. Might not. Oh no, it's going to be 17. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Benji. You'll be okay once you're back in the Feywild. It's only I didn't for a little even bit. add its, uh, its bonus to the crit damage. It should have been 40 total. Oh my gosh, that is obscene. Uh, 17 piercing. Okay. He's still up. And four fire. He's still up. Still up. All mm-hmm. right. Probably not for long. Hannah! <laughs> Benji and Zora uh, are the bros. But the Remoraz is going to stay there and keep engaging with this tiger. Okay. So it's Carhoon's turn. Okay, Carhoon is like, woof! Finally! And he is going to edge around the furnace until he has the Remoraz in his sights. And he is going to string his longbow and knock an arrow in. Yung! Hopefully, hit. Natural 18. Mm-hmm. All right. So that will be eight piercing damage. 
to get to. He has extra attack. Does that apply for both his great axe and his longbow? It applies for attack. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Well, then he won't go again. I, I wasn't 100% sure since I use his longbow so infrequently. So that is a natural four for a total of nine. That is going to miss. All right. Well, he at least did some damage and yep. didn't Been just away. run away. So he is going to use, let's see. What this is. He's going to use the rest of his movement to go back where he was. Sounds good. Octavia, your turn. My turn. Okay. And okay. By, def- by extension, Benji's turn. All right, Benji's going to do what Benji does best. Explode. Hey, now. <laughs> Be nice to my tigers. All right, and he is going to go to bite All right. this rumor has. Four natural three. Probably going to miss. For a total of less than ten. Yeah, so miss. he does not do that. Unfortunate. Um, Octavia. Again, I keep being like, oh, I should do the Nova on it. But it's also a save, and you keep rolling such great saves. Well, it's been rolling worse, but Alex got to run out eventually. I mean, it would be safe to assume that this thing is like re- is resistant to like fire damage. That would probably be a. I can neither confirm nor deny that. But like, just from living in a magical world. I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> I would feel like that would be a understandable assumption. Can I use my inspiration die to make you roll a disadvantage? No. Seeing how this creature is, you know, dealing dealing all this fire damage and has this kind of heated interior, Octavia's going to look to the ceiling and of the of this chamber and bring down upon this Bibi Ramraz, an old favorite. A moonbeam. And that works inside? I think so, because I, I just looked that up. It doesn't say that okay. I have to be able to, you know, see the sky sure, sure, or sure, something sure. type of thing. Okay, what's what do I do? Make a constitution saving throw, please. 17. All right, well, you at least still take half damage. Mm-hmm. So that is an increase from <laughs> the zero that you had been taking on my poison sprays. Yes. All right, so you take five radiant damage. All right, five radiant damage taken. How big is the moonbeam? Ten, dia- ten foot diameter? Or ten foot? Yeah, ten foot total. Uh, yeah, five foot radius. So. All right, so it's just encompassing just the entire encompassing thing. Just encompassing it, yeah. All right. And you already went for Benji, who missed. Correct. Okay. I might actually put the moonbeam on the back half of the Remoraz so that it's not adjacent to Benji. Okay, it is the Remoraz's turn, who is okay. going to try to end poor little Benji over here. Oh, I'm so, so sorry, he can move Benji. on and eat you. <laughs> between a 3 and a 17, mm-hmm. so I'll re-roll. Uh-huh. 14 total. That is a hit. Oh, dear. 21 regular for fire. Benji disappears in a flash of light, and, you know, as as he kind of leaves, he, he turns his head around, and you can kind of, like, see a wisp into the Feywild as he goes. Good night, sweet Benji. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We hardly knew ye. We hardly knew ye, but that is its turn. Okay. I guess it can move, so it's going to move 30 feet towards the lot of you. All right. It moves closer. It's got to lean on all of its legs towards you, too. Carhoon's turn. All right. Well, he's going to pull out all the stops here. All right. And he's going to try to hit it again with his longbow. Natural 20! Woo! All right. Good timing. Woo! Bring us home, Carhoon. Rolled so poorly on these two D8s. And this is why we want crit cards. <laughs> yeah, seriously. To help us avoid moments I like this. I rolled a one and a three uh-huh. on two D8. So I rolled sucky. four on two D8. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's this fun. is why I need crit cards because I fun. roll like trash. Listeners, help us out. Oh man. What's the total? So six piercing damage on a crit. Six. Six on a crit. Yeah, it's garbage. But you get another roll. <sighs> Natural eighteen. That's gonna be another hit. Oh, if it were only one more. Watch you do more than six. Yeah, I rolled a seven. Yeah, so like. So 10 total? Uh, 9 total. 9 total. Things looking rougher. Still got some kicking in it though. Octavia, your turn. 
Octavia is going to move the moonbeam onto on top of the Remoraz as her action, and then mm-hmm. she is going to just move further away from the Remoraz, and she's having to move slightly into the entangled web that she had earlier created. Is that still up? Is that concentration? Um, or does it disappear? Oh, it, it had actually disappeared okay, after I cast Moonbeam, so, so it is farther. gone, so I'll move further. Again, just keeping that furnace mm-hmm, in between mm-hmm. me and the Remoraz, because I'm like, oh, I'm scared. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so you move the Moonbeam over. That yes. takes place on its turn, though, right? Correct. All right, so it's, it's its turn. Okay. So, is the start of its turn, Moonbeam? Yes, so make a con save, please. Natural one. Oh, finally! Oh, my gosh! Oh, my <laughs> gosh! I seriously wish it were on the... Uh, Poison spray, though, because poison spray technically does more damage. Not a, um, a fail save. Bad damage? Nine radiant. Yeah, that's not bad. Out of 2d10. Could be, could be worse. Less than half. I should have just gone with the estimated half. All right. A little chunk, little chunk. Garhan stayed where he was. Oh, yeah. He should. Sorry. He should have moved because he, he could have seen he it. He shot two arrows. Yeah. yeah sorry. He's gonna keep chasing me. Yeah, it's basically like... Who does it want to eat? Carhoon's been peppering it with arrows, but you've been peppering it with moonbeams. But it probably... I don't know that it connects the moonbeam to you, so I think it's gonna go after Carhoon. It also has eaten it hit before, so... Okay. <sighs> My lucky streak might be over. That's a ten total. Oh! You're very, very lucky. lucky. Very, very lucky. lucky. It's Carhoon's turn then. He's right up there. This thing is not looking great. Carhoon might be thinking if he can stomach the fire damage, he might be able to put it down in two solid axe hits. But he could also keep kiting it and trying to shoot it with his bow. You're called. He is going to move and incur. It's a 15 total? 15 just hits. Ooh, okay. Well, he's still going to get some attacks, though. So. Uh, 20 points of piercing damage and 9 points of fire. His cartoon's still up. He has one hit point, but Woo! he's not one down. hit point. Maybe that'll be enough. And he is going to... Whap, whap. Again, knock an arrow. Natural 17. Hit. Seven piercing. Okay. 16 to hit. Hit. Six piercing. Still up, but barely. It's bleeding greenish-blue ooze from multiple wounds. It's like steaming as it scuttles across this cold floor. Oh my goodness. But it's Octavia's turn. Okay, well she is also... Is she adjacent to it? Yep. Okay. Alright, so Octavia, yeah, moves the moonbeam on top of the Rimura, so yes, make that constitution save. Ten. Oh my gosh. Ugh. Okay. Got to have two D10 up upon your business. Yeah, that's not that's a bit more decent like. Alright, that will be 13 radiant damage. And it died. Oh my gosh! Holy and we'll natural. pick up there next time. Woo, Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to send in your crit cards so we can avoid terrible crits like Yes. Uh, please do, please do, please like save us. Thank you, thank you, thank save you. Save us from these terrible, terrible crits. Alright. Shall I take us out, my love? Please do. Alrighty. Whew. Thank you all so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. Um, It really means a whole lot to us to see your reviews. It helps us grow in the charts. It helps give us more exposure so more people can enjoy our game and our story. And it also just means so much to see all your words about how much you're enjoying the show. 
Another great way for us to grow is by you sharing us with your friends. So please tell, you know, your game store people about us, your RPG group about us, or anyone who you think might be interested. Remember to send in your crit cards to our email address at me, my spouse, and a die at gmail.com so we can liven up the game and have crits really, really mean something. And also, if you want to get in touch with us for anything else, you can get in touch with us on social media. We are active on Twitter and on Instagram. Instagram and our handle is at and a die podcast. Catch y'all next week. 